Hello, and thank you for listening to this sermon podcast from First United Methodist Church of Derrida, Louisiana, recorded at our 10 o'clock service on Sunday, March 10, 2019. The scripture lesson for the day is Luke 4, verses 1 through 13, which are as follows. Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit in the wilderness, where for 40 days he was tempted by the devil. He ate nothing at all during those days, and when they were over, he was famished. The devil said to him, If you are the Son of God, command this stone to become a loaf of bread. Jesus answered him, It is written, One does not live by bread alone. Then the devil led him up and showed him in an instant all the kingdoms of the world. And the devil said to him, To you I will give their glory and all this authority, for it has been given over to me, and I give it to anyone I please. If you then will worship me, it will be yours. Jesus answered him, It is written, Worship the Lord your God and serve only him. Then the devil took him to Jerusalem and placed him on the pinnacle of the temple, saying to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down from here, for it is written, He will command his angels concerning you to protect you, and on their hands they will bear you up so that you will not dash your foot against a stone. Jesus answered him, It is said, Do not put the Lord your God to the test. When the devil had finished every test, he departed from him until an opportune time. I will never forget those words that I heard in the fall of 1995 as I walked into the classroom on the second floor of the College of Administration and Business at Louisiana Tech and I heard Dr. Clyde Posey as we walked into our Accounting 307 class, Income Tax. Yay, great class. Clyde, with all the joy you could put into teaching tax, said, remember this before anything else. And I don't know, I haven't looked in a while, but at the time, the first line of the Internal Revenue Code was, all income from whatever source derived is taxable income. And he wrote that on the whiteboard, And he said, remember this above everything else we talked about because this class is all about the word accept. He said, because we start here. He says, and the Internal Revenue Code, which somehow the publisher had boiled down to that much in our textbook, he said, you're going to spend the rest of this quarter learning about all the exceptions to this line. He says, and don't forget that this line is above all else. He said, because remember this, no one has gotten in trouble with the IRS for overpaying their taxes. Never forget this line. And I think sometimes in our rush to package Christianity to our own liking, we forget some basic things. And we forget them because we find something we like or something that works to our advantage and we hold on to it. And then this first week of Lent, first Sunday of Lent, Jesus and Satan are having a discussion. 
and Satan is trying to do with the Bible, what a lot of us try to do with the tax code, or we try to do with our own faith. I'll never forget in seminary, one of the great saints of the faith who has gone on to glory, a man named Dr. Ellsworth Callis, in a preaching class said, and your zeal to know what the Bible says. Don't forget to understand what the Bible's about. He said, because you can know all the scriptures in the world, but if you don't know what they mean, all you've done is memorize the textbook. But the scripture is not about memorization. The scripture is about incarnation. And not just the Word made flesh, the incarnate Jesus, but the Word being incarnate in your lives. And this passage today illustrates that. What happens? When we get so caught up and so laser focused on one scripture that we have forgotten the rest of it. So many times, and you've heard me talk about this a little bit before, so many times people quote John 3.16, but they forget to quote John 3.17. For God came not to condemn the world, but that all the world might be saved through him. And in this passage where you see Jesus and the devil going back and forth, the devil's very well, he says... Jesus says, it is written, one does not live by bread alone. Then the devil led him up and showed him in an instant all the kingdoms of the world. The devil said to you, I will give all this glory and all this authority. For it has been given over to me, and I give it to anyone I please. If you then will worship me, it will all be yours. Jesus answered him, it is written, worship the Lord your God and serve only him. No scripture is isolated. No matter how hard we try, no scripture is isolated. You see this temptation and they're going back and forth. And the devil say, well, if this, then you should do this. If this, then you should do that. And Jesus knew the bigger picture. And I think one area where you and I have a challenge during this Lenten season is to ask ourselves, do we understand the richness of the faith of the Scriptures? And do we understand that knowing the Scriptures and embodying them and understanding them means we can't just pick and choose? We can't just say, well, I like this Scripture, but not that Scripture. For all works together. It's easy to proof text. A man I used to work for when I was his associate pastor, a guy named Ralph Ford, would say to me every now and then, the most, and he was on the board of ordained ministry at that time, and he said the most dangerous thing about pastoral ministry is understanding you can make the Bible say whatever you want if you twist it the right way. And you see some of that going on here 
And friends, the season of Lent is about taking ourselves out of it and letting God fill us with His understanding. Second thing we see in this passage is that we must be people who know the Scriptures. We must be people who know the Scriptures. You notice every time that the devil tries to tempt Jesus, what does Jesus do? Jesus quotes Scripture. The Word of God, the Holy Scriptures, the text are there not just to prove how much we can memorize. But friends, I firmly believe in the power of evil. And I firmly believe in evil's desire to take us away from our Christian calling. It's one of the reasons why in our vows of baptism we look at, we, we pledge to resort, reject the evil forces of this world. And one of the ways that we can stop, or I should say hinder, the work of evil is to make sure we know God's sacred book. The question you and I have to wrestle with this morning is do we know and do we understand the text? Do we understand that by the Bible is not there just to give the preacher something to do during the week? The Bible's not there just as a coffee table decoration. The Bible's not there just as a family record of who was born, who was married, who died. But the Bible is there as a source of life. I would love to show Anna some of the Bibles that I have that belong to family. The red Bible you see me preaching from every now and then is taped up because it was my grandmother's Bible. And she read it till the cover started coming apart. I can't show Anna my great-grandmother's Bible, and I can't show her my great-grandfather's Bible because she would destroy them. Because they are so worn. There are pages falling out and this, that, and the other. Someday I hope to show them to her. But what my ancestors showed me with the condition of their Bibles was that church wasn't a Sunday morning only activity. But these were people who, know, who knew the Scripture. Let me ask you this morning. A hundred years from now, when your descendants grab your Bibles, what are they going to find? Are they going to hear a crack when they open? Or are they going to see pages that are worn? Are they going to see dog-eared pages? Are they going to see that it's kind of falling apart? What are they going to find? My friends, we must be people who know the Scriptures. Finally, we see in this passage that evil can use Scripture to lead the uninformed astray. Because see in this third paragraph, or this fourth, yeah, the third paragraph. Then the devil took him to Jerusalem, and placed him on the pinnacle of the temple, saying to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down from here, for it is written, He will command His angels concerning you to protect you, and on your hands they will bear you up so that you will not dash your foot against a stone. Friends, I have news for you. The evil forces of this world, Satan knows 
Scripture. Don't think for a minute that evil's not going to try to use that which is central to our faith to lead us away from Christ. Because the devil was right when he quoted those two scriptures, but he was incomplete. Jesus answered him, it is said, do not put the Lord your God to the test. My friends, part of the Lenten discipline is searching the scriptures. Part of observing a holy Lent, as we talked about on Wednesday night, with our Ash Wednesday service, is a time of renewal and a time of examining the scriptures. My friends, this morning, the good news and sacrifice. Notice that's this whole series, the good news and sacrifice, because the gospel is, by definition, good news. The good news is we have been given the scriptures as a way to live faithfully, as a way to live according to God's calling in our lives. But you and I have to understand We have to accept and we have to embody the fact that knowing our scriptures are not the same as understanding them. And the good news is we have the Holy Spirit to help us in this task and we have each other. Because we as United Methodists of the Wesleyan tradition know that scripture is twice inspired, once when written and once when read. My friends, don't memorize scripture but know Scripture. But know it not in a factual way, but know it in a way of understanding who God is, understanding who you are, and understanding how to live out a faith that leads to life eternal. Thank you for listening to this sermon podcast. You may find out more about our ministries at fumcderitter.org.